Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast. I'm your host, Patty Lennon, and today I have a special guest with me that, depending on whether you have read Make Space for Magic yet or not, you may feel like you already know. So my guest today is Wendy Kaplan-Carroll. Wendy is one of the main, I'm going to put in quotes, characters in Make Space for Magic. <laughs> um, she's also a good friend of mine. We've been on our entrepreneurial and other journeys through the loss of parents. We've been walking these journeys simultaneously. And Wendy is also gone through the receiving school, which is how she ended up being one of the main characters in Make Space for Magic. So before I bring Wendy on officially, I just want to tell you who she is in my heart. So years ago, when I launched my very first conference, I knew that Wendy was one of the speakers I had I wanted to have at the conference. I had seen her on a stage uh, previously, and she was still with a corporate employer. So she was speaking to entrepreneurs via her company that was a B2E, business to entrepreneur business. And what had happened at the time was I was going to all of these conferences. So I was hearing a lot of speakers. And Wendy stood out to me as someone with a heart. And I could just feel her presence on the stage in a way I couldn't really feel others. And that was why I wanted her to be on my stage. But her corporation had certain rules. And I had to kind of fight a little bit to have Wendy join us rather than someone else. So with that, um, and you know, Wendy and I have been through ups and downs since then. So with that, Wendy, welcome. Wow. I never realized that story that you had a, I don't, or I don't remember that, that you had to fight for me, but wow. Thank you for fighting for me. Yeah. Yes. I'll remind, I won't go into the details here, but I bet you if I refresh your memory, it'll all come back to you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Patty, that, and I mean, that day, I will never forget as long as I live for so many reasons, because it just was very simultaneous to me becoming a mother and like just being, that whole day was an amazing day to be on your stage. And I'm so glad we met because we've just grown together, right? And Mm -hmm experienced the ups and downs of life together. So I'm blessed to be your friend. And I am a character and I was shocked to be a character in your book. I'm reading it on my phone because I'm I'm yet to get my hard copy, which is going to be here any minute. And all of a sudden I see, wait a minute, that's me. And it was amazing. And I'm so glad that I could be included in this story. So thank you. I'm honored. Yes. Well, and just for those of you listening, a while ago, though, I did have permission to share Wendy's story. She just yes, 100%. The, yes. the extent to which I didn't. I was like, I, I was, it was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. So why don't you share a little bit about um, where you are? Because you're a long way from that corporation I referenced earlier. 
Yeah. At that court, th- that time in my life, you met me. I loved what I was doing. I loved speaking and being a part of that company and helping that company grow. And since I've started my own business and I've taken a lot of the lessons I learned from that company and all of those exciting tactics that I was doing during that time. And now I offer it to other brands and specifically brands that service small businesses and entrepreneurs. And I love the B2E. I, I have to start using that. I don't normally use it. I love that. So I'm, I'm very passionate about small business and I want to help companies do a better job of working and growing and creating relationships and helping small businesses. So that is my journey right now. Mm, and you're so good at it. So that makes me so happy. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. So when we talked about, we actually didn't really have a specific goal with coming on to have this conversation, but I did feel really strongly that I wanted to catch up with Wendy, but I thought us doing it live here on the podcast would be really helpful because Wendy's journey really does encompass so much of what I talk about in Making Space for Magic. Because your experiences have really run the gamut of the challenges with motherhood, the challenges of feeling a calling and yet having financial responsibility and that push-pull of what's responsible, what's not, and going through, you know, the death of both your parents. Yeah. So today that the day that we're recording this, not that it drops, it is the anniversary of your father's death. And we just sort of talked about that briefly before we came on. I think in the world of like in the concept of make space for magic or making space for magic, as you walk the journey, where do you say your father's passing fits in that storyline? Yeah, it's a ma- I think it's the major, a major piece of it for me. And it's, it's interesting. So I lost my mother in 2018 And then um, daddy died November 3rd, 2019. And his death in particular, I mean, while my mother was sick and we watched her struggle and she, she did want to pass. She said, don't, don't cry for me. Like, please let me go. She suffered. But my father really, he didn't want to die. And it was really hard for him to let go. And about two weeks before his death, I asked him, Daddy, what are you afraid of? And he said, I'm afraid of you not being with me. And I said, I promise you, we will still be together. And two weeks later, as he was crossing, while he wasn't lucid, he was aware that my sister Lori and I were with him. So it was the three of us, which was beautiful because that's what we all wanted. We just wanted to be together. And um, I'm going to start to cry but I know that's okay on this podcast. Mm -hmm. My father like suddenly opened his eyes and he, he waved us to hold his hand and Lori got on one side and I was on his left side. And we both sort of knelt down and put our heads on his chest and daddy held our hands and Patty, all of a sudden I felt around me that there were other people in the room. It was so vivid. I felt the energy of a lot of souls. And then I suddenly saw this vision of my uncles as younger men. And they said to him, they said, we've always loved you. And then suddenly I saw his parents, like probably in their 40s, this vision of them. And they, they said, you've made us so proud. You're a good son. And no joke, all of a sudden, in a 
big, loud, vibrant, beautiful way, I hear my mother say, get out of the way. He's mine. And then I look, Patty, and I see my mother, young, sort of in a white bridal dress. She grabbed his hand. He took hers. I saw this younger version of my father. I opened my eyes and he was gone. And I felt the most incredible sense of love. It was the most powerful feeling I had ever felt in my entire life. I didn't even shed a tear when he passed because I knew that he was fine. And I think at that moment, that was the magic I needed to become more open to receive. Like that was it. Like whenever I sort of start doubting, I think of that moment and what I witnessed and the power of that, the power of being able to be witness to that was a miracle and a joy and an honor. And I, again, I promise my dad, we will always be together and he's with me constantly. There's no doubt that this conversation is supposed to happen today. I love that. I love your reflection on that because I think, you know, you and I are both blessed with having had parents that loved us well. And I know not everyone gets that. And so that loss isn't the same for every person. But when you do lose something like a parent that you don't want to let go of, that is the epitome of surrender because there they are in the physical form and you want to hold on to it just like anything. Like we want to hold on to security. We want to know we're going to be okay. We want like all these things that our human mind just wants. And then yet there's the knowing that we must let go and finding out that we are okay inside that space of surrender, even though something we hold is so precious is being removed from our lives. I think it was also, I don't know about you, but I bet this is true. One of my greatest fears in life was losing my parents. Like, how was I ever going to go on without them? It scared me from being, from as, you know, when I was a young child and as I grew up, just the thought of losing my parents was something I couldn't fathom. And um, suddenly I'm on the other side of that. And, you know, I will tell anyone going through this, it is, it is not easy and it doesn't get you don't cry as much and it's, it's not as painful, but it never goes away, right? Mm-hmm. It never goes away. But I, I, like you, try to talk to, you know, especially my father. It's just constant conversations with him. Sometimes I have to say, dad, go now, take a little bit of a break because I just really feel his presence consistently every day in my life. And I'm so blessed with that. Now, I want to ask you about that because... Years ago, you thought I had these special gifts that you didn't have, right? And the only way you could access this information or talk to the other side of the veil was really through another human. And now you you have a different relationship to it. So I'm curious what like how you interact with your own communication with knowing or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, because I, I, right, I'd be like, oh, would you, you know, I would call you up. Can you tell me, you know, are you hearing any messages from them? But now I'm able to do this myself. And, and I, I love like, and we went through this in receiving school too, like look for the signs. So I'm always, you know, we have some specific signs. And for me, it shows up on license plates. And it's pretty automatic that I'll see their initials. Like I'll ask them and I'll play around with them a little bit. But 
again, to the notion of receiving, I try not to to feel like I'm forcing it and just kind of say it and let it go. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel like it's coming in, like I'm able to recognize it, right? I'm not forcing it. And then I just have conversations. It's one of the good things about having a mask on, by the way, I found is I could talk to them all the time and nobody would know I was (laughs) talking to them, right? That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I'm forgetting I don't have my mask on and oh, I'm talking out loud to myself. But it's beautiful just to have a conversation and just to know that they're there. It's um, It's been very helpful, especially like through the pandemic and just everything. Yeah. Yeah. So in the book, your story starts off with, you know, you're coming into receiving school at the beginning of the pandemic. And if I recall, you joined the receiving school because your parents were on the other side of the veil. Right. Yeah, like that 100%. Was, you just, you yeah. wanted to open up more to that communication. And I find, like, with this work, that because there was, by the way, if, if you're listening, the foundation of the receiving school is in the book Make Space for Magic. So, kind of the rules or the tenets are sort of communicated throughout the book. And I find with people when they come to this work, they usually come through one of three avenues. One is I have someone on the other side of the veil that I want to be able to open up to that communication, or I want to hear my spirit guides. The second is there's a lack in my life. There's a lack of love or money, and I want to open up to that. And then the third path is more someone that just feels that they're just kind of they've never been fully connected to their version of life that's supposed to happen. But always, at least my experience is whatever brings someone to the work, it's usually they find the biggest surprises in other places. And I'm just curious if that's the case for you. Well, I was listening to all of the three reasons and I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's me. That's me. I think I was kind of a combination of all three things. But I do remember for me, I think you had another rounds before the rounds I was in. Like, I feel like it was April, May of the pandemic. I, am I right? Was you that were, around the time of the receiving school then? It was like April, May, 2020. Yes. Yeah, so you joined, we actually were launching the second round of receiving school right as like literally that, like in the middle of March, like right when we went into isolation, we, yeah. were, we were opening the doors. And I remember just going, oh my God, I don't know if I should, you know, invest in this right now. And I mean, and then I'm like, Wendy, something said, just do it. And I'm sure it was my dad. And it was truly, it was such a major piece of me being able to survive those weeks, right? Us coming together. I remember crying a lot on those calls, but I needed to, right? I had to release it. And I think that's something I've recognized too, is like, it's okay to feel that pain. You talk about that in the book. And I'm, I appreciate, I must have highlighted on my Kindle. I, have, I think the whole thing is highlighted yellow because <laughs> everything you wrote, it was just, but the fact that for so long, you know, push away the pain and smile through it or whatever they try to tell you, it's so opposite of what we should be doing. The fact that I was able to open up to feel the pain allowed me to get to the other side and to receive like all the stuff that, you know, I deserve that's coming my way. Yeah. So it was, that was incredible. You know, there's something that a lot of people are going through right now that I think 
something in your experience could help people with. And that is that at that time, you quote unquote lost your job. I mean, I think we can very clearly see that you were removed from that company because it was time for you to go out on your own. Yeah. But a lot of people are losing things right now, losing out on opportunities. Things are not working out the way that they thought they were supposed to. And they're feeling very frustrated, resentful, or confused. How come I've done all this work and now this crappy thing's been handed to me? And can you kind of talk through sort of your journey through having that happen and, you know, all the gifts that came from it, but how you got to the place where you could lean into that? Yeah. And I'm, you know, when I look back on my life, by the way, I see my pattern of feeling that way. And I mean, I've been really lucky with career wise, you know, I've had a blessed career. I did so many wonderful things and had opportunities to work and know so many incredible people. So that's, that's, I I know I'm blessed that way, but you know, I've had those setbacks a lot and I've always immediately become resentful. I, I can get very jealous of people, like all of those emotions that are just, I mean, I had to feel them. I mean, and I had to, to say, you know, Wendy, it's okay to feel them, but obviously as I was going through them, I, I didn't understand that. And I think what I've learned through your process is it is okay to feel it. And it's almost like I let it just ruminate through my body in a sense. And just, and I might have a day or two. I think it was two weeks ago, I was having, I was just feeling some negative stuff come up for myself. And instead of like saying, you know what, Wendy, just forget about it. I went to bed and I slept and I cried, Patty, and I came out the other side. In fact, can I just share like such a fun story that happened to me? So I guess it was, I don't know, two weeks ago, I was having that crappy week. And again, I was feeling all the feels. I was frustrated. I was, I mean, it was all coming back, like all of that stuff. And I said, all right, this is okay. There's nothing wrong with you. This is okay. You are a human being. This is okay for you to be feeling these things you know, get over, you don't have to feel sorry for yourself, maybe for a few minutes. And in fact, you have that beautiful card in your deck about having a pity party. (laughs) I think I picked that. I love that card that with the dog, right? I love that card. Is that the card with the dog? It is. And I love that to create a second deck where half the cards are the pity party card. It's okay to have a pity party and feel the feel. So anyway, I had this week and, you know, you start feeling like, oh, nothing's going to change, you know, and I'm talking to my father and I'm asking for the signs. And I think I had to go through this week and Saturday comes and I have this beautiful, my sister comes up to visit me. She hadn't been here in a while and we go into New York City and long story short, I end up on stage with a comedian. Her name is Robin Shaw, and she's just this really funny New Yorker who I discovered during the um, pandemic. But when I first discovered her, I felt like this connection to her. And I said, you know what? I'm going to meet this girl one day. I just have this. I just know what's going to happen, right? So here, this wonderful Saturday in the city, I end up on stage with her. She ends up like at, um, including me in the highlight reel of her show and then sends me a beautiful email about how nice it was to meet me. 
And it was just, it was magic. And it was just magic. And it reminded me, Patty, that, you know, we're, we're going to have crappy moments. We're going to have the feelings of resentment and frustration. And we're going to feel like nothing's ever going to change. I needed to accept those feelings because at the other side of it was just this wonderful, magical moment in my life that I'll, you know, I won't forget. And it really lifted my spirits. Mm, it was yes. so fun. And also just like, I knew that I was going to meet this girl. And that just reminded me also of the magic of just believing and trusting. Yes. Yes. To all I mean, it's, a, it's, a, like, it's a silly story, but I think it was really fun. It's not a silly story. I think it's, and also I will say for those of you listening, Wendy lives in New Jersey. So she lives outside the city, but her heart is really in New York City. And so this is a place that you, you had to deal with your own loss too, because during the pandemic, the city could not be what it was. And it used to be your fuel. Thank you. And that was something I felt when I entered through the tunnel. I said, I'm home. Like it's my people. I'm back. You know, that my soul is in New York city. It really is, which, you know, obviously makes me think of like the future and where I might end up. But yeah. It's interesting that you said, as you went through the tunnel, because I know so many people who live around here, who, you know, live uh, around the Northeast and they'll say like, when I cross the bridge, Mm. The bridge to Nantucket, the bridge to uh, Cape Cod, like it doesn't really matter. It's it's the connecting space that takes you into home, whatever your home is. Yeah. And there is something that comes alive or gets unlocked when you're in your place, whatever your place is. And that's got its own magic all by itself. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Very, very magical. Very magical. The other thing, Patty, that you talk about in your book that's, and by the way, I'm not even finished it yet because I'm savoring every word. And I'm, again, I'm, I am waiting for the hard copy so I can, I just like a hard copy. I just like the feel of a book. But you talk about in the book about like, you can't, and I've done this and I've tried to do this. And I know that you're going to, when I say it, you're going to, yes, you have, Wendy. I try to change people right? I'm Wendy. I'm in control. I'm going to try to control the situation. So I'm going to change the way, whether it's my child, my husband, whatever it is, I'm going to change them. And something you wrote about in your book is like, that's not what we do. That's their place to change themselves. And, um, you know, as much the divine is helping all of us and will also help them as well, but it is not on us to make that change. And that's been very freeing for me to realize I can't change someone else. I just have to let them be who they are and find my way within their journey, if that makes sense. Yes. Yes. And that's such an important piece because we can't, when we surrender, we can surrender our own journeys, but we can't surrender on behalf of someone else. We, we can only surrender them to the divine. And let them be in their resistance or non-resistance, but yeah. Especially as a mother, right? You want a certain way, a certain life for your child you envision, and that might not be what your kid wants. So that's been a big lesson. And 
I've learned a lot of that through your work, that my daughter is who she is and she's amazing. And I have to just let her find her way with obviously my support. I'm here for her, but this is her story. This is her journey. Mm-hmm. And you, the pandemic, and for many of us parents, we watched our kids struggle. I mean, that was probably one of the hardest. I mean, couple that with like losing my parents and watching my daughters to like just, you know, being locked in the house as a, as a, you know, there's no other kids in the house and just worrying about her and her schooling and how it was all going to turn out. And you know what? She's doing okay. She's fine. I mean, we're working through it. And I think that's what I observed for you was that as you went through the process, the first layer was like, can I get back to being in communication with my parents? Yeah. And then it was, okay, now I've got to go through the instability of launching a business. But really, like underneath all of this was this one relationship and it was you and your daughter. And can I trust the divine with the most precious thing in my life? Yeah. And that is the edge, man. That is is such an edge because I think, you know, we're so similar like this, Wendy. Like we can take anything you know, like throw anything at us. We know we'll get back up, but for one of our kids to be down on the ground, that's just, you know, my dad used to say to me, I'm only as happy as you are. And I didn't really understand what he meant by that, you know, as a kid, like, and then obviously when you become a parent, you do understand when you see your kids suffering or imagine they are suffering, which was a lot of what I was doing. You suffer too, and it's it's horrible. It's really horrible. Mm, it is. It's the one place where I feel the risk of surrender the most. Yeah, agreed. So you you referenced something a couple of times, and it's interesting. I've you said, um, oh, in your work, in you've referenced it in relationship to me. And the thing that I find so interesting about this work is I don't consider it to be mine, truly. I really do think it's just kind of been put through me. And it's just, I mean, it's not like any, most of the concepts in this book are not the first time you're going to be hearing them. They're just put together in a very specific way and order. But I think there are some things unique to the Make Space for Magic process, the receiving method that isn't in a lot of other places. But to me, what's so beautiful about this work is that, and I see this in you and you've done this for me, is that as someone walks the process of this work, honestly, with an open heart, they become a master of it with their life being their particular filter of the work. Mm. And you've done it for me. You've texted me and said, like, are you okay? Like, you can just tell, like, I'm not where I could be in receptivity, let's say, or maybe you sense I'm in resistance. And I'm curious, do you feel that way now? Like that you understand this, like, do you feel an ownership with this process? Yes, a hundred percent. I do try to share with people as much as I can without assuming they're open to it, right? Because there's certain people in my life that I don't think I could have the conversation about. And like, 
they would think it's, and we talked about this offline, but they would think it was a little woo woo, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm leaning into my woo woo ness. Like I've, you know, I'm 60 years old now. I really, this was always my path. But now I understand it and I believe it. I'm living in it every single day. And this is, this is the way I'm going to move forward in my life in every, every single instance. And I'm not saying that there's going to be crappy days where I'm going to get caught up in sort of my old mindset. That's okay, right? I'm not going to resist that. But I am living and breathing this, you know, every single day. I will say that probably the most challenging area for me right now still with this is with is with my my role as a mother because it's you know again I'm dealing with a teenager so it's I think the receiving method is a little it works but there's some like we I love that the challenges that the divine throws my way with that because I think it's teaching me lessons it's teaching me a lot of understanding I'm learning a lot about myself through my daughter and that's just all lessons that the universe is that I need to learn and understand. Mm, I think that's beautiful. I I know I'm the same way, you know, like our kids are, you know, basically the same ages and um, teenagers and the receiving, parenting teenagers and walking the receiving method are definitely, yeah, it's something. It's something. (laughs) So Tell us a little bit if someone someone does have a business who is an entrepreneur, why don't you to share a little bit about you know what this business that has emerged from your heart? You know what I will clarify something. So Wendy and I, when we met, she was working for one corporation that was an amazing corporation. It became we were partners in working together to do a bunch of things, and it was super fun. But the industry changed, and so that was not the corporation that Wendy left. No, no. At the end, really, this work was an extension. The work you do now really was birthed in that original place. And that opportunity for corporations to serve the entrepreneurial market in that way has really gone away. And I think your consulting firm is so important. So why don't you just share a little bit about that? Yeah. So, I mean, what we do is we work with brands that are trying to help small businesses. And we have a belief or, or, and I I do have a business partner who's like an awesome man who I've known for 25 plus years. We used to work together. We're very good business partners. And we really believe in what we call the power of trusted voices. And trusted voices are people or organizations or, you know, other businesses that you sort of look to for referral and for guidance. So it could be, imagine it could be a a chamber of commerce, or it could be a small business development center, or it could be a small business influencer. And what we do is we build campaigns that sort of accelerate conversation within these organizations. So for instance, I'm working on a project right now for a brand that is trying to reach entrepreneurs and do a lot of education around what their service is and why. And then second to that is why we should be using their product for this service. So we're connecting with a few associations that service the entrepreneur community. So we have a small business development center, we have a chamber of commerce, and we're going to be doing webinars and we're, we're sharing lots of good educational content. 
all on behalf of this brand. So those organizations become the trusted voices and they are recommending the product. And why do people buy products or services? Because we trust in what that product or service offers and we trust in who recommends that product or service. So that's what we sort of try to you know, accelerate and, and scale across the country are these programs. And we also, by the way, place advertising, traditional media dollars where we're getting people talking about the products and services on the radio and on podcasts. So cool. So if you um, want to further that conversation with Wendy and her partner, Wendy, where can they reach you? Yeah. So you can email me at Wendy, W-E-N-D-I at sq-biz.com. So our business is called Square Biz. So it's sq-biz.com. Awesome. And I can tell you, having worked with Wendy in professional contexts for years, she is awesome at what she does. Thank you. So yes, my pleasure. And um, oh, I should put a also a plug-in for the book. So if you haven't read Wendy's story or mine in Make Space for Magic, you can grab the book at any major online retailer or request your local bookstore carry it. That would be awesome. So if you go to pattylinen.com forward slash Make Space for Magic, you will get the order link there on that page as well as the way to register your purchase. So you get all of the bonuses that are available right now during our book launch period. And Patty, I'm telling you, your book, and I'm obviously, I'm not saying that because I'm a character in your book or because you're somebody I know and love, but the book is really, really good. It's fun to read. It's interesting. You are hitting some points that you've never even talked about in receiving school. Like it was just so interesting to me because I think I was prepared like, oh, I know a lot of what she's going to say because I've been through this, like these programs with you for so long. But there was so much new information. It was incredible. And just just the way you you're a really excellent writer, the way you communicate your stories, it is a must read. It really, really is fantastic. I love it so much. Ah, you are such a love in my life, Wendy. Thank you. Thank you. And I won't, by the way, I'm also gonna plug Patty's Oracle cards because I do every single morning I pick a card. That's my my uh, little morning routine. I pick one of one of your beautiful cards. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Well, we'll put a link to the decks as well. You can get those at pattylennon.com forward slash cards. And they were sold out for quite some time, but they are back in stock. So thank you. Thank you for that extra plug. So what's the last words of wisdom you want to leave someone with right now that maybe is you know, they're really looking to make, they know when they hear make space for magic, that resonates with them. That's what they want. What would you share with them? You know, I just shut my eyes and I said, daddy, what do you want me to share? Because you know what? My dad's with us. So my dad wants us to know that worry is not worth it. And worry will block your magic. and it is not worth it. Let the magic in. And those words are coming from my father. Look at you channeling a podcast, Wendy. I know. I'm like, yeah, no, but worry is not worth it. He says that to me a lot. And he was very much say it. You need to say it because worry blocks the magic. Mm. There you go. 
There you go. There is there, nothing. You know what? I need to, this morning I picked the right card. I literally picked the card, your Oracle card, right? And I said, I need to find my book. Maybe my book is Worry Is Not Worth It. Yes. Right? Yes. Well, we are going to leave it on that. Thank you so much for joining us, Wendy. I love you and thank you. I'm so glad I got to share and I'm so honored to be part of your book. Oh, I love you too, girl. Okay, everyone, you heard it here. Worry is not worth not- it. The words of Aaron Kaplan. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. Thanks, Patty. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.